breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. 1017 FM, 710 Keel. Ruben, did you ever think you'd be friends with the high sheriff? Did you ever? Seventeen year old me, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> Micah McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. We do have the honor of speaking with Cattle Parish Sheriff Steve Prater. You you sent us a message this morning about this new law that allows felons to serve on juries. I wanted you to see the law. It passed in twenty twenty one by our state legislature and signed by the governor. That allows felons, uh, or all felons, after five years of the completion of their sentence, it allows them to uh, serve on juries. And uh, and now we're beginning to see some, in some courts across Louisiana, there's appeals because someone didn't notify the the on the questionnaires that they could serve as if they were felons, and so now they're appealing the sentence if somebody's been convicted. So it's kind of getting to be a big mess, but the point of the story is, I wanted you to to know so that you could spread the word that if you're a felon, that there's a good chance that you could be serving on juries if you'd like to. And you you sound a little bit tongue in cheek, like you're not in favor of this, and kind of stunned yeah. that this law actually passed. Well, the the article there's an article out in the Advocate, and it says that it talks about the fact that there would be more uh, deliberation and more careful deliberation and thoughtfulness. If a felon was on a jury, uh, as compared to if the ones judging the, you know, your peers were not felons. So, uh, anyway, it's, it's almost, it, it appears to me to be almost laughable, but, uh, I don't know. I'll let everybody else decide. And it wasn't up to me. It was up to the, like I say, the, uh, the governor signed it and the legislature passed it. And, and that's where we find ourselves. Well, we're letting anti-American Muslims in Congress, and we're, you know, why not let felons serve on juries? Well, I'm I'm not going to comment about all of that, because I, I, I can't even wrap my hands around uh, Kettle Parish at times, and especially Louisiana. But I'm just thinking, and, and where I find myself thinking is on, on behalf of the victims, okay? And if a victim is out in the courtroom, and you look at the jury box, and you have people that have done the exact same thing as what's been done against you, and they're judging the person that you have uh, accused. That does not seem like a jury of your peers to me. That seems like a jury of the suspect's peers. And I, I don't I don't understand. I think it should be impartial. And I'm not saying everybody that's charged with everything is guilty. I certainly don't say that. And I want everybody to have a fair trial. But somebody that's proved that they have a, a propensity to break the law and they have been convicted of a felony, which in this state takes a lot to get convicted of a felony. And it just doesn't make sense, but we'll deal with it however the law says, because okay, that's the, what we're sworn to do. Sheriff, the advocate says in part of their headline, most Louisiana parishes haven't followed the law. Do we know what's happening here in Caddo Parish? Are they letting felons on juries here yet? 
according to according to the article, which is is kind of brought my attention to it, because the sheriff's office we mail out the jury summonses, but we don't have anything to do with actually the questionnaires and reading them and and who gets on and who doesn't. So it wasn't our responsibility, but it appears that we have not been uh, diligent in our notification that if you're a felon, you can serve on a on a jury. And, uh, and when I say we hadn't been diligent, it's not the sheriff's office's job to do that. Uh, but we as a, as a parish may not have been as diligent as we could be. And, and of course, we'll, uh, I'm sure that'll, that'll take care of itself. Is, is part of the problem, is part of the problem, sheriff, that we just don't have enough people willing to serve on juries and they're having trouble getting juries. So they're opening up the window. Could that be part of it? Well, I don't, I don't think we're going to be that. I don't think we're going to have that many felons that want to come down and serve on juries uh, that would make a difference as far as the numbers go. I think this is more a thing of some in the legislature uh, evidently thought that it's more fair if and it's, it's more fair to the felons. Uh, that they get these rights back that they can serve on juries. Well, that was my next uh, question, uh, Sheriff Prater, on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. I, I, we couldn't see the article, but where? how was this proposed? Who proposed this? Uh, I'm not sure what the, <clears throat> what the legislator's name is. Uh, it says in the article, but I, mm-hmm. I, I did not write that down. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, it's, now, what, uh, are, what are some of the restrictions on convicted felons? They are are they allowed to vote? Are they allowed, you know, to? They're obviously they can't carry or own a weapon anymore. Right, they can't can't own a weapon uh, unless they get a, a certain pardon and can. But they can't own a weapon. But you, you know, it's just certain certain felons that you can't own a weapon now. Uh, there are certain felonies that don't you know that that don't qualify. Uh, the voting thing is up in there. If you're a convicted felon, there's a certain time that you have to wait before you can vote. And, um, and you know, the voting part of it, that's, that's, you know, I, I can't argue a lot about that. The, the jury thing, that just kind of sits wrong with me. I'll let each person decide for himself naturally. It's not up to me to tell what people to believe, mm-hmm. but it just seems a little bit strange, um, uh, that you'd have a felon sitting in the juror box, Sheriff. Uh, let me let me put my uh, put my liberal pants on for just a minute. Oh, I hate these okay. liberal pants. <laughs> he, he doesn't like them. Mike doesn't like them. Um, you've been five years. You've been a law-abiding citizen for five years. Um, let's try to get you back into into society. And I mean, is somebody who committed a felony forever? I mean, are they forever going to have to suffer the consequences of some things? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 kind of like Mike. Uh, it's it's not like we're saying you can't you can't get a job, you can't go to the grocery store, you can't uh, enjoy a fishing trip. We're not saying you can't enjoy the, those type things, but there are some things in the criminal justice system when criminals ought to be precluded from being able to participate. If you prove that you've got the decision, I mean, I hadn't I hadn't committed a felony. Because my goodness, I can't imagine committing a felony, mm-hmm. and and so the my thought process of why I committed a felony is aired somewhat if I have done one, and and I don't think that they need to be judging uh, other folks. Uh, I, I don't know. I'll let each person decide. I just wanted to bring it to you at dot com. 
101.7 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. You, Aaron, I'm hesitant to even bring this up. Well, we can talk about nature. You, <laughs> the parks in Shreveport. Yes. That's, that's how, okay, that's what we'll do. I, I was kind of shocked, Mikey. Well, you know, and I'll say this. We used to bring the kids down oh. to see Bickham Dixon Park. It was one of my Years favorite. Ago. When kids I first little... moved here, that was one of my favorite spots to go. I still have pictures because it was it, it was kind of a unique park. Oh, it still is. You drive, you know, you, you yeah, we loved it, and and it needs to it needs to go back to nature. And I'm not talking about the kind of nature that some people are talking about. Um, it was um, it was a spa facility, um, but in after the flooding of 2016. It was it was really destroyed. It, the flooding, if you remember, in 2016, the water was almost up to Burt Coons. The whole park was submerged. Uh, it's got a 200-acre yeah. lake. It's a 600-acre park. So the city reached a deal to turn it over to the Red River Wildlife Refuge Management Group. And they're now taking care of the park. And the gates, if, you, if you're familiar with Seabickham Dixon Park, it's on Burt Coons near 70th. And when you go in the main, the main gate has been open and you could go to the fishing pier to the right. But the gate to the left to go to the back of the park has been closed for years. You couldn't go back there because there was debris everywhere. There was trees down everywhere. And I was passing by there Friday and I noticed that that other gate was open. And I thought, let me take a stroll through one of my favorite places. Mikey, Mikey, Ruby, Ruby. And I only laugh. What's going on? Some I mean, visitors the, to the park. The nature is beautiful. I saw birds. I saw gorgeous trees. I saw all kinds of stuff. The park is overrun still. I mean, there, you remember the center park where you had a playground area? Right. That's all yeah. gone. That's right. all marshland now, which is fine for, for nature hunters. And, you know, it's great. But the problem is the park was overrun. Well, I'm not going to jump to any conclusions, but you can jump to them yourself with men, just just a one guy. Driving a vehicle, backed into a parking spot. And just sitting there. Just sitting there. Several of those, right? A dozen. Huh. A dozen. Now, a couple of them Solo men in vehicles. Solo men in vehicles backed into their spot. Maybe they're photographers. Uh, I didn't see any cameras. (laughs) It's probably good you didn't. I didn't see them eating lunch. I didn't see them doing much of anything now i did see two cars next real close to each other and they didn't want me around them it was real obvious Uh, they didn't want me around uh, them but i took a picture of them you can see that at keelnews.com i took i'm gonna go back i'm gonna i'm gonna start taking pictures of the cars of the diddlers i mean the visitors Uh, (laughs) at bickham dixon park okay so here the the benefit of the doubt fairy just flew in and sprinkled dust on my head all right okay interesting choice of words all right so (laughs) dump the fairy on me (laughs) so this happens a lot at uh, i noticed back when i used to go to planet fitness where guys would uh, ping their location at Planet Fitness okay. and then sit in their trucks and eat McDonald's and play video games on their phone. Okay. Maybe that's what's happening. They're playing Maybe. video games on their when phone. What did McDonald's? Planet Fitness have to do with it? They're lying to whoever their significant other is. 
They can ping their location at Planet. It's like, oh, I'm at Planet Fitness, and they're eating cheeseburgers and playing okay. on the phone. Oh, see, well, so nothing nefarious. They're no. just sneaking in cheeseburgers. Yeah. Right. Instead of working it's like, out. Oh, I'm right, on the treadmill. Right. Yeah. You know. <laughs> maybe, maybe, they, maybe they're trying to convince someone they're hikers. Well. But maybe not for the reason you're thinking. None maybe. of these diddlers, I mean park goers, <laughs> were eating. None of them. I saw none of them eating lunch. Oh, no. Not lunch. None of them out of their cars. Okay. I saw one man, God bless you, whoever you are, fishing. He's on <laughs> the pier ex- fishing. Enjoying the park. Yes. The rest of them, Mikey, were sitting in their vehicle, backed into a park. What are they doing there? Am I naive? If you're asking for sure, yes. But and what can we do about them? I know they've moved. You know, everybody says, oh, they used to be at Hamill Park on the riverfront. And well, let that's me tell pretty you, visible. You can see them. You know, I worked at, at a, a, a channel, well, I'll just say Channel 3 for years, mm-hmm. almost 15 years. One of, the, one of the guys that worked there told this story, and this was years ago. He, he brought his dog out to Hamill's Park. He had a black lab, mm-hmm. and he wanted to work his dog. They've got that pond in the middle. Sure. But he wanted to record it, so he borrowed a news camera set up his tripod at the edge of the pond and set the camera up. He said when he set the camera up, stuck cars started barreling out of there like it was like it was Texas Motor Speedway. He said one guy was in such a hurry to get out of the park when he saw the news camera. You know, the gates are those iron, long iron bars. Well, it was kind of still halfway open. He skewered his car. Just right down the middle of that gate. Oh, oh man, no. man! And my friend was like, "What's going on? Well, Why are they?" <laughs> I'm just saying, we got a lot of nature lovers in Bickham Dixon Park these days, and uh, it's a beautiful park. And hats off to the Red River Wildlife folks; they've done an amazing job of cleaning it up. If you want to see some of the photos, yes, yeah, some of the cars uh, and the park, it's at keelnews.com. Uh, <laughs> I hope, you know, and what can police do? They can come in there every, every day and run people off? I'm just sitting in my car. Yeah, okay. Well, it's a t- I mean, you can't run them off because they're going to just come back. Every day they'll come back. So it's not something. I don't know. I don't know. You can clear it out. And I think big guys start making like, some arrests. Yeah. Maybe. Like, yeah. yeah. It's not a good place to go. But you got to catch them with their pants down, literally, pretty much. And I guess you could. I mean, you could sneak in there. You could do a sting operation. But I'll be back. I'm going to bring my camera. If wildlife and fisheries agents can catch what they catch, then then it shouldn't be much of a problem. Yeah, a diddler should be easy. Right. Did I say diddlers again? I'm sorry. (laughs) Visitor, visitor. Visitors, my bad. Sorry. Well, you know, that's why we don't have rest areas along I-20 locally here. Oh, well. Mm, it's a beautiful park. It still is gorgeous, no doubt now, about uh, it. Uh, obviously, the the gate was open. Yeah, the from gate the, from the wildlife and fishery, so it's open to it, the public. It's open. All the picnic tables are gone, though. There's no picnic tables. There's no real place to sit and eat. Um, you know, but there are some. The parking spots are all cleared out now. You know, they all they've got all the trees and the debris up, and there's no horse barn. All that's gone. All the playground yeah, equipment's gone. Right. But it really is beautiful for nature lovers. It really is gorgeous. Yeah, we we used to, like I say we brought the kids out years ago. Oh we yeah, loved it. It was loved beautiful. It. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Don't bring the kids out right now. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Oh, let me sh- <laughs> zip it. One oh one.
1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. This is pretty cool. This Shreveport native picked up not only a Grammy, this is his second Grammy Award. It really is. I ne- And I'm sorry to say, I'd never heard of him. John Beasley, he was born in Shreveport. It's, does he still live here now? or is No, he-, he, he moved as a baby or a toddler to uh, Texas. Oh, okay. And then I think he lives in California now. Maybe I may be mistaken about that, but he's one of the top composers in the business. That's very cool. It- Worked with Steely Dan. Miles Davis, Carly Simon, mm-hmm. Shaka Khan, yeah. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. <laughs> and he won uh, Best Arrangement, Instrumental or Acapella for Scrapple from the Apple, which is featured on his album Bird Lives. It's got a lot of great... Or Bird uh, Lives. Yeah, I'm not sure which one. I think it's his Bird li- Lives show because it's a live Probably show. Probably Bird Lives, maybe a, 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 a tribute to... Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I may be wrong. He also won a Grammy for Best Arrangement, Instrumental or Acapella for He Won't Hold You back in 2021. And has been nominated a couple of other times, too. So congratulations to him. Now, we also had another local nominated for a Grammy last night. She didn't win, but you may know Kendria Browder, who's known as Child. She was nominated for Video of the Year for directing um, Doja Cat's Woman song. Um, And she's worked with Jennifer Hudson, Nas, and a bunch of other folks. But Taylor Swift won that award for um, her music video for All Too Well, the short film. So uh, congratulations to Child, too, for, you know, an amazing career. So Child directed Woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's interesting, isn't it? I hadn't thought about it like that. And it was, you know, if you watch, I didn't watch much of the Grammys. I watched a little bit. They had an interesting tribute to hip hop, which was really long. It's like 50 years of hip hop. And they brought out all the hip hop legends and the crowd was going crazy. But it was it was a nice night. Beyonce broke the record for most Grammys by anyone in history. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. I think she won uh, her 32nd Grammy. Yeah. Yeah. Because she had 28. Mm hmm. And, um. Yeah, that's, that's that's amazing. Yeah, ex- uh, unbelievable. She broke a 26-year-old record. So congratulations to uh, Queen B. And it was, a, it was a good night. You know, it was a lot of po- politics. Everybody's saying, oh, too much po- politics and all that. But uh, speaking of politics, can we talk about um, that Mexican balloon that's now flying over the country? There's a I new thought one? they shot it down. Oh, there's another one. No, I'm joking. But you've seen all the memes. Oh, oh now there's a Mexican balloon. Now there's a... <laughs> They're all over the, but yeah, we shot a pinata. Is that what? Yeah, that's what exactly what it looks like. (laughs) And what China is saying today, how we're the bad guys now. Seriously? Oh, I know. Yeah. Can we talk about that next? Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. 1017 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty, evil Americans, evil Americans shooting down an innocent weather balloon. It was used for weather research and other scientific endeavors. That's you don't need to fly it over our country. We're, we're oh, it got, it got blown off course. Oh, of course it did. Yeah, 3,000 miles off course. They're calling us evil. 
and we're indiscriminate use of force. We're Unnecessary bullies. force. Unstabilizing relations. Let's send a U.S. balloon over China. Let's see if it lasts more than two minutes in the air well, over China. I, I laughed because now there's a second balloon over Latin America, and China's going, this is ours, this is ours. So you know what they did? They said, let's send a, an actual weather balloon. Mm-hmm. And and so they'll go, well, that's what the first one was, too. You know what I mean? This, <laughs> yeah. Was, it's, this is just an innocent weather balloon. Well, give us a little heads up. Get our permission, perhaps. Tell us where it was supposed to be going. Give us, you know, give us a little info about this. But but to come out now and tell them, tell us we're the bullies for shooting it down and how dare we do that because you're hurting our relations with your country now, please, yeah. please, China, come on. It, it, well, if, if, what if, would, what, seriously, what would happen if we flew a balloon over China? Oh, it, it, it would it be brought down immediately. Disintegrated immediately. And then we would be under assault because what what business do you have over our airspace? Right. What are you doing in our country? They would they would be outraged that the U.S. was doing that. We should send one now just to spite them. Here goes our, our balloon. Let's see how long it'll... Can it float all the way across China, you think? Well, I think not. No. And, and you know, the, the Biden administration was like, we're, we're looking into this in subtext. Subtext is uh, we're letting it fly over the entire country. We're stalling until they finish what they wanted to do. Well, Uncle Joe came out and he said this weekend, he said, I ordered it shot down Wednesday. But the Air Force generals mm-hmm. said they didn't want to do it over air, you know, places where someone could get harmed. You know, land could be hurt. We could that da- balloon we, falling on you would yeah cause balloon irreparable pieces. damage. Don't we have the technology where we could have two jets fly a net of some sort and catch it, or when we shoot it down, catch the debris? Couldn't we come up with something like that? I yeah, I don't know. I just think to let it go all the way across because it didn't get shot down till it's out over the Atlantic, right? And it came in on the west coast. So it whatever it wanted to look at, it probably got a good oh, look at. They got all the information they needed. And, and and you know, yeah, you say we yeah, we'll capture, you know, all their equipment and all that, but it all got sent back well, already. Of course. All the data oh, already yeah. got sent back and downloaded and whatever they saw they saw. But now obviously uh, this isn't the first time either. There was a a, a a balloon that flew during the Trump administration that they didn't realize until like two weeks after. It went completely undetected. Whoa. Was it too high or something? I guess. Well, this one was at like 65,000 feet for for part of the time, and then it came down lower. But, yeah, we spotted it pretty early, out way when it was out at Montana. I mean, people on the ground were, were going, what is that? Yeah, people were taking pictures of it, and, and you could see it all around the country. But, but for me, the big story today is for China to act indignant yeah please seriously oh there there's also i did see a story and again don't get your news from instagram you know but but it was like there were some saying well this is another release of another virus type thing oh god oh yeah please who knows no who knows oh man 1017 fm
101.7 FM, 710 Kiel. I have to admit, I don't understand all I know about inflation. Mm-hmm, me either. Me and, either. And how that works or doesn't work. I'm just scared that I'm seeing new reports of a another wave of inflation could be on the way. And it's kind of linked to China, to be honest. it's China's loosened its COVID restrictions. Um, so more people are now out and about going on vacations, going out, you know, doing things and going out and buying things. So that's creating a demand for products and for things. So you would think that would be a good thing. Yes. But the problem is, as China wants widgets. OK. OK. And the U.S. wants widgets. The widget makers can't keep up with that demand. So there's a limited supply of widgets. So when there's a limited supply of widgets, guess what happens to the prices of them? They go up. Well, okay, I understand that. So if they can't get bananas to all the people that are now getting out and want to buy bananas in China, um, the prices start going up. So there's concern that we could have another wave of inflation as the Chinese economy gets back moving and people get back to doing to their daily routines instead of kind of hunkered down and, you know, not not doing your normal stuff. So there's a little bit of a worry about that. You know, I'm hoping that the makers of all these products and the growers can kind of ramp that up in in light of the demand that's coming. But I don't know. I'm a little worried about it. Do you remember seeing years ago, I remember seeing stories about whatever, about the Chinese economy or Mm -hmm. about, you know, whatever the story was. And they would show footage, just kind of B-roll footage of people in in downtown Beijing kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, several would be wearing masks. Now, this is years ago. Yes. Before COVID was ever a thing. Right. And I remember thinking, well, that's just bizarre. All these people out in public and they're wearing masks. Mm -hmm. And it was just odd. Who'd have thought? Yes, exactly. Who'd have thought? And now that that would be a commonplace. Oh, you're still seeing them here. Sight. A lot of people. In the U.S. Absolutely. And I mean, inflation hit, you know, 9% last year, which was record a record high. I mean, just incredible. It's gone down. It's now at about 6.5%. But they're worried we could see another spike. I'm not looking forward to that. I mean, we're already, you know, and, and like I've told you over and over again, you and I'll be okay. But people but that are living still, paycheck to paycheck, what are they doing? But it still affects us. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you can't spend as much, you can't save as much, and the people that are that are barely making ends meet, they're having to cut things out of their budget, whether it's their meds, their travel, their you know whatever. And, and you and I are at the age where I mean, people used to retire at sixty-two. Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. that was it. Sixty-two, mm-hmm. boom, you were mm-hmm. you know you were done. Right, and so. Obviously, it's not that anymore, but no. you and I are at the at the age where you're thinking seriously about those, you know, you got it's plan. coming up. Yes. Right. Now, mm-hmm. we should have been planning 20 years ago. I should have. I say, I don't know about you, how, how your plans were. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'm going to be all right. But, oh, no, we're, we're fine, mm-hmm. but I'm saying... With with this inflation, with the recession, yes, it affects your savings. It affects your retirement. Right, you can't put away as much as you would like to so. if you're trying to make ends meet. It, it's a it's a struggle, and we're okay. I mean, I'm more I'm more worried about the people who are barely getting by. Right, there's no way they can plan for their future. 
You can't put money aside when you're, everything is, all the prices for everything are up. It's not possible. Well, I would hate to think of filling up my truck. I don't, I don't let my truck get down past three quarters of a tank. I go top it off. Wow. You know, but, but if I were to have to go just all the way empty and fill it. Ooh, yeah, that would hurt. I can't imagine these people having to do that. That's a pain. Yeah. 101.7 FM, 710 Q. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. On the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, we've got Byron Trust, the Grand Poobah. <laughs> captain. Okay, Captain. <laughs> of uh Crew of Centaur. It's Crew of Centaur Week already. Yes. Good morning, Byron. Good morning, all. How are you? We're good. It's Centaur Week. Um you you're counting the days now. Parade is Saturday. Tell us about a uh, 3.30 start. That's the plan? 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock. Now, is that earlier than normal? No, it's the same time as it was last year. Okay, your website says 3.30. Just heads up. Heads up. It's 3 o'clock. Okay, thank you so much. How many floats do you guys have this year? From what I understand, we have close to 80 units. That, that includes our big floats, our medium-sized floats small floats and marching bands and specialty units. What's new this year that folks need to know about? Anything? We're going to have uh, several marching bands. we got one coming over from Dallas, and they're going to march the whole way. Instead of getting off the street city, they want to go the whole distance. Okay. We still don't have any local high schools marching. That's kind of a rule that's been put in place, right? No, the Bird High School band's going to be marching for sure. Oh, good. Awesome. Now, why would that be a rule? There were there were issues way back, right? Yeah, there were issues way back, but I believe everybody's ready to roll. Uh, you know, we're coming out of a COVID year, and everybody's ready to get out and have some fun. I know you are um, every hour probably looking at the weather, <laughs> if not more often. What's it looking like for Saturday? Pretty good, huh? Yeah, it's going to be sunny and clear, from what I understand. So we're everybody's fired up. We we do do a lot of praying and a lot of anti-rain dances, and it seems to be working so far. All right, what what all is happening this week? I know the float loading party is Friday at the Den on North Market. Folks can come out. When does that start? It starts at six o'clock. It's from six to nine, and we're going to have food trucks out there. You can come out and get you something to eat, and you can get up close and personal with our floats where you can't do that during the parade because we're moving by and they try to keep everybody away uh, so they don't get hurt. But at float loading, you can come out and actually see the floats. It's nighttime where you can enjoy all the lights and the festivities just one-on-one with the crew members. If uh, now, How many crew members does the crew of Centaur have? We're going to roll with about 700 members. Wow. That nice. includes everybody that's on a float. And everybody that's on a float is a member. And it just keeps growing and growing and growing. 
So tell me about being a crew member. How does one get involved? What's what's the cost involved with doing that? What and what do you do like during the year in addition to just a parade? Oh my god, during the year we work on the floats. Right. It's it's a it's a passion for a lot of our members to join. It's easy. All you got to do is go to crewofcentaur.org and click on the membership um, link, mm-hmm. and you can join. Our membership meetings are the third Monday of every month. You come out, the meetings are at 6.30. We talk about what's going on that month, what's going on the following months, and how to prepare for the parade, how to get the floats ready. And then we have our royalty, and we have our coronations. You have several parties. You have the coronations. We have the midway I'm at the uh, 12th night party, and then we have the grand ball. So it, it's not just about a parade. We also do a running ton of community work, and that's every month. Oh, y'all do well, so much, yeah. And the dues are, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not outrageous at all. It's only 150 bucks a year mm-hmm. to join. Yeah, so, you know, for about five or $600, you can join and ride in, in the biggest parade in North Louisiana, and we're I think we're number two or three in the state, which wow. people just don't realize. How many throws are, are y'all throwing out this Saturday? I mean, it's millions plus, right? Yeah, yeah, Aaron. It's it's in like uh, 1.2 million strands of beads and and several hundred thousand cups. Okay, let's get down to some of the things that people want to know. There's a family zone. Um, that's no alcohol, family friendly. Tell tell folks who are new to Mardi Gras where that is and and what the what the plan is for that. That's going to be along the Parkway, and it's a place where it, you can just kind of get out and enjoy the good family fun. You don't have to worry about anybody getting in the way. It, it's just it's a it's a no alcohol and uh, zone. And it's just hard to describe, but it is just, you, you kind of caught me off guard on that, but it, it is a, it's an area where you just have people be cooking, people be mm-hmm. uh, mingling with the crowds, and it's in the first part of the parade. I believe it's for, uh, right around Veterans Park or somewhere yeah. near there. Right. Now, there are also a few no-throw areas that people, you know, if they're looking for a lot of throws, uh, what are what are some of those areas that people need to a avoid if they want throws? But it might be a good place to watch the parade. Yeah, the no throw zones are anywhere you're going to have an overpass on the uh, Clive Fan Parkway, and anytime we go under one of the bridges. And also, what people don't realize, no throwing when we are stopped. Uh-huh. So if the okay. parade's not if the parade's not moving, we can't throw. Now, is there when you're coming off the Parkway and going on to Shreveport Barksdale Highway? There, is is that entrance or entrance ramp? Is that a no throw zone there also? Yes, sir. It's uh, when we make the turn when we when we get on to Shreveport Barksdale just before that red light is where we'll start throwing again. But that that's a a checkpoint where all the drivers get checked and. When you're coming into there, we'll shut down the throwing, and then when we're coming out, everybody's throwing like crazy. There was a little concern, Byron. We're talking to Byron Trust, captain of the crew of Centaur, about security, having enough police officers. Y'all have worked that all out. This parade's going to be very well secured with police all around the route, correct? Yes, ma'am. Everybody's uh, 
we've got everybody pitching in. There are going to be plenty of security with the uh, Shreveport Police, the Cattle Parish Sheriff's Department, the EMS in the area. Uh, everything's well planned out. Sioux Shreveport does a heck of a job. People coming out for the first time, what are some things they cannot bring? No pets within the route? What are some other things they need to know? I would stay away from uh, glass containers and just, just be smart. When you're coming out, you want to, there'll be areas where you, I'm sure you can uh, purchase food, but bring you some snacks, bring you something to drink, bring, uh, be hydrate, get hydrated and stay hydrated. It's a long day. So plan, plan for it to be a long day. What time do you suggest people start getting into place, uh, say, along like Kings Highway or shreveport Barksdale Highway? Oh, my goodness. It, it's amazing when we uh, we go down and we start moving the floats early in the morning and on my way back home to get ready. You just can't imagine the people that are already starting to, to filter into the, the, the duck pond area and the parkway. It, and they're already starting it's to like deliver. Tailgating. Yeah, they're starting to deliver the porta potties now, and people are going to have their spots ready. I can't wait, Byron Trust. I hope you guys have a great ride. I can't thank you enough for your time. If there's anything else we need to let the folks know about, please give me a call anytime. Okay, guys, and thank you so much. And like I said, we're looking forward to seeing everybody this Friday evening at our float loading, and we're looking forward to perfect weather. For a parade that starts at 3 o'clock. Les le bon temps brûlé. You bet. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks, Byron. Mm-hmm. 1017 FM. One oh one seven FM, 710 Keel. Mike and McCarty. Apparently Friday there was uh, a Shreveport officer-involved shooting, which is never a good thing. But uh, this is this has caused some uh, some uh, disgruntlement amongst uh, amongst the community. Yeah, absolutely, and it is. Um, it happened at the Villa Norte Apartments on Fullerton Street near North Hearn, and 43-year-old Alonzo Bagley was killed. A Shreveport police officer apparently was involved, and state police have now been called in to investigate. But the thing is, the um, city council members have called a news conference for this morning to talk about it. And shortly after that happened, the mayor issued a statement saying that um, SPD notified state police immediately, and LSP has taken over the investigation Um, The mayor says, quote, any event that results in a fatal shooting by a police officer is a serious and sensitive matter. The police officer, the descendant, their families and our entire community deserve a meticulous investigation. The city and SPD will cooperate fully with LSP in its review. Um, And this is the part that's interesting. Um, LSP has directed that all communications about this incident come to and from LSP. The mayor's office will comply with that directive so as to not jeopardize the investigation or its independence. So I'm curious why the city council members are going to hold a news conference. When you know state police don't want any communications coming out about this, unless it's from them, Right. Um, you have to wonder why is the city council holding uh, a news conference. 
I'm I'm not sure, and I think that's probably why the mayor issued this directive, because uh, typically the a mayor's not going to issue a statement. Now this is a new mayor, so he's doing things differently, but typically a mayor does not issue a statement, you know, about something like this. Well, typically the city council doesn't call a press conference. Exactly. Uh, involving an officer involved shooting. Mm-hmm. And you know there are a lot of. Uh, buzz on the street about who this officer is and were there some things in his past and all that you really can't air that and 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 it's against his bill of rights as a police officer to get into all that that's going to be up to state police and i think it's premature for any council member any mayor any official with the police department to come out and talk about you know anything that this officer may have done in the past i think it's just too early to do that um, and I would bet because of uh, state police and the mayor, I bet there are going to be no police officers at this news conference of the city council. I would be surprised if the police chief was there. That's what I'm looking for. I'm watching to see. Has the mayor really? told the police chief to stand down? Well, yeah, he says state police has directed all communications come to and from LSP. Right. Which means I bet he directed his police chief. You're not going to be at this news conference. I may be yeah, wrong. No, I can see that. No, I can see that. The news I, conference called by the city council. Yeah, I mean, let them do their thing, right. but we're going to yeah. cooperate and do what state police have told us to do. And so we're not going to have any communication. Maybe the police chief will stand there, you know, and, but but won't speak. I could see that happening. But I just don't see the police chief coming out with an open investigation and talking about this. I mean, I, there needs to be something, for, you know, from the police department if there are any charges. Mm-hmm. against this officer or if this officer d- did anything wrong that they suspect we need to know that so what details have been released and and, and we're not speaking out of school i mean are there details concerning the shooting at all that have been released uh, not not much Other they don't the, they don't say much the, the guy was you know the officer's typically going to be on suspension um the, which is typical that's normal now, right right normal now i saw Paid a, suspension i saw a piece on channel three and i think i think they probably will correct it but it said this would be this is a shreveport sixth homicide of the year and i'm like well, we haven't declared this a homicide yet i don't know mm-hmm. why they jumped to that conclusion unless they have some inside info that i don't know about because um, I don't see anybody that's called it a murder yet, and I don't think this officer's been arrested yet. If he have has they named the officer, no, and they, they and they may the not. They okay. may not. If it was something that the officer, you know, was justified in doing, they may not name the officer. I don't know. You know what will happen, but Mayor Arsenault is wants to be very transparent, so I'm sure he probably will ultimately. You know, they will have that information. But again, he's he's turned it over to state police for now. Once they finish their investigation. Then we may have more from the city. But right now, news conference is planned for 9 o'clock. I wouldn't be surprised if they canceled it. I wouldn't be. And they probably right. should. They, the right thing would be stay quiet, let state police investigate, let, and right. then if something's wrong and a foul with that, then you come out guns blazing. And that's what I but, – but again, they don't listen to me. <sighs> oh, they listen. <laughs> They don't do what I suggest. You may not heed. Yeah, you're right. You're right. 101.7 FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. 
I have yet, and, and look, I'm a crawfish lover. Mm-hmm. I have yet to have any crawfish yet this year. Too expensive. They've been too dead gum high. Mm-hmm. Ten bucks a pound, basically, yeah. for d- small ones. And they're still small. I'm going to warn you. I, okay. I, well, I, I had a report that said they're getting to be medium pri- medium size. Okay, that's the a good thing. The sizes are coming up, mm-hmm. and the prices are coming down. Thank God. Yeah, um, I did see one place that was it was like uh, about six and a half a pound mm-hmm. for boiled. Yep, and this place has a three pound minimum. Okay, so you're looking at twenty bucks, you know, right. for three pounds. Who can't eat three pounds? I can. Three pounds <laughs> is an appetizer. Yeah, you're just starting. I mean, yeah, we, we I go five at a time, and I can usually do multiple of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, but but it was get, good you news. You can get live for three fifty a pound here locally. I was checking the prices last week just to update my little post, and um, that's so not sack, bad. So yeah. those sacks are about a hundred bucks, I think. Mm-hmm. For your crawfish bowl for the Super Bowl, still to pay six six fifty a pound for crawfish, where you're only eating a third of it. Right. I so know, you got to multiply that times three. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it eighteen nineteen dollars a pound. For the meat. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I like my ribeyes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, if my yeah. choice is crawfish that I got to do all the work or a ribeye and I can grill it and eat it and the whole thing. What, what do you mean all the work? <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's work. It's not. It's not a lot of work. Uh-huh. We're going to have to get some crawfish or we're, go, we're going to have to go. Okay. One night, and I'm going to show you how to eat crawfish. And I'll learn the new technique. It's not new. It's, it's you not pop new. the tail, and then you don't two peel moves. anything else. No, it's two moves. Ah, boom. Two moves. But you're eating that black thingy. Oh, Aaron. You're not supposed to eat that black thingy. Says who? My gut. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that all the... I don't even want to say it on the radio. You're supposed to peel that thing and throw it away, aren't you? You're wasting time. Unnecessarily. Uh, Okay. You must have an iron gut. I absolutely do not. (laughs) (laughs) But... (laughs) Okay. Two moves. I'll show you. All right. 1017 FM, 710 Key. Zero. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. <laughs> I'm just looking at your post on keelnews dot com about C. Uh, Bickham Dixon Park, and and this makes me a it makes me sad mm-hmm. that the park has degraded into and 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 by that I mean just because of the flooding yes. years ago. The park has been closed for years. I remember we we used to take the kids out there. Mm-hmm. And had great, just even going out for picnics, you know. We had great time. We got pictures of oh, yeah. yes, our, our, out at the park there. And, and you said the, and the gate's been closed for years. It has. And, and the, the main gate to go into the park has been open to go to the right, to the fishing pier. Okay. That's been open for a while now. But the other gate to the left has okay. been closed for years. But I noticed it open the other day. 
And so I thought, oh, cool, I'm going to drive, because I like you. I have memories of my kids playing on the swings back in there, because you go all the way in. There was a swing set and a playground. Oh, you could go all the way around. Oh, yeah. The, and the, the place was huge, and, and it I'm, was such a unique kind of park. And and me having two boys that were all boy, I'd bring their rain boots, and they'd slip their, and they'd run around in the mud, and, you know, they just had the best time, and we'd bring the dog out there to run. And I thought, well, let me go see what the park looks like now that it's, you know, they've got it back open because it's now part of what's called the Red River Wildlife Refuge. The city has kind of donated it to that group, a 99-year lease, and they're going to manage the park, keep it clean, et cetera. And they've done a ton of work because if you hadn't noticed, I mean, the roads were covered with mud and soot and trees and all kind of debris. Well, they've cleaned the roadway up. They've cleaned the picnic areas up. There are no picnic tables left. Right. Um, but those parking spots where you used to could pull in by the picnic tables are all cleaned. Um, you could drive all, I could drive all the way around out to the other spot where people fish. Um, but I noticed something that was troubling for me, and, I, and I'm not hugely naive. I'm a little bit naive. But I saw about a dozen cars in the park, and I thought, cool, people are using the park. Just And, and this is all in one area or kind of scattered around the park? They were scattered. Okay. And, you know, and I'm in my, in my naivete brain, I'm thinking, this is cool. Everybody, you know, folks are back using the park. This is awesome. But nobody was out of their car. All every car, there's about a dozen of them. Every car was backed into a parking space. I didn't understand that. Um, I was thinking, what are these? And every car was a just a man behind the wheel. There weren't any other women. I was the only woman in the park. Um, and they were all looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, what are you doing here? Then I got to talking to my friends about it, and they were like, did you not know that's where they go to get, you know, make a hookup or something like that? And I thought, why are we doing it in a public place? I mean, there's Grinder, there's all these, there's there's Trinder, what, what are the other ones? I don't know. There's a whole bunch of them you can use. Somebody said, though, that a lot of these are married men. And they don't want to publish. They don't want to go on these sites where it can be tracked and traced. Uh, oh, look, here's Bill. Hey, hey, Susie, here's your husband, Tom's picture on this. So wait a minute. Site. So, I mean, so you're let's for and we might run long here, Ruben. I'm sorry, because I need someone to explain it to me. So Mike Martindale drives to no, this no, park. No, 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 Let's just pretend, okay? Let's pretend. Okay. Married Mike Martindale drives his Toyota Tundra to the park and backs in. How is Mike connecting with another man? Is it if you're not going to get on an app? Are you just waiting for somebody to float through? Again, don't use me as an example. <laughs> are in you this. waiting for a guy to drive by? No, I you, don't know. We can we can use me. I'm, okay. I'm a married man. You're married, <laughs> so you back your truck in. I, I, back, I back in. I are guess you there's some for kind of that, signal. I guess yeah. they know. So they know. like the Carol Burnett thing with the ear, maybe something oh, like that. Oh, you know? so uh, when you see somebody, you pull your ear or you flash a your lights. Wink, or you, you get a handkerchief and pretend to blow your nose or something like that, and then someone else gets someone in your car. Back in and they'll they'll look at you yeah and they'll once over you and they like okay I, i'm good with this you know the old-fashioned way <laughs> yeah jump in a stranger's car oh, and do whatever you do how did we get on this <laughs> now wait are they doing all kind of deeds in these cars i'm sure all kinds yeah 
And it. Why were there no women? Women don't do these kind of things. Pro, I, I've never known a woman to do anything like this. It was creepy, and it, I was yeah. I was excited because I thought we've got the park back. It's gonna be it's gonna be a real beautiful nature park. Well, you remember there was a rest area just past Louisiana Downs, oh, heading yeah. east up oh, on yeah. the, you know up on that hill. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have that anymore. They had yeah. to shut that down. There's no place for the truck drivers to go pee. Mm. <laughs> you know, because of diddlers. Yeah. I I just I'm you know what I'm they telling did, you they need to run they need to run officers through there on a regular basis mm-hmm. and go this is not acceptable. Yeah, well McCarty's going to run through there on a regular basis now and snap pictures. You know they didn't like me taking pictures. Uh, probably not. They didn't like that at all. It's, okay, a, it's I, a public place though. So yeah, you know. we're going to run long. So I'm going to tell this story then. <laughs> Uh, you know, I worked at Channel Three. I still, I still, my studio is still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine in the news department was going to take his black lab to the park to Hamels. Well, no, wasn't going to. He did. He took his dog out to because he was going to work his dog uh, throwing whatever those things are that they throw. Mm-hmm. The dogs can jump out in the water and go right. bring them back. And and he wanted to record it, and you know, so he brought in, <laughs> he borrowed a news camera. Got his, parked his truck, let his dog out, set up his tripod, and set this news camera on the tripod. Oh, boy. And he tells this story. This was years ago at Hamels Park, the one, not, not the Hamels Amusement Park. Right. This is the park down on the river. Yeah. And he said cars started. <laughs> They're out. The news camera got set up. They were, one guy was so panicked that the gate, which is those iron bars, oh, you yeah. know, long iron pipes, he said he just skewered his car dead oh, center wow. in the middle of that iron pipe. Wow. <laughs> he was just trying to get some B-roll of his dog and scared oh, everybody yeah. else. Wow. <laughs> Cleaned it out. So I think uh, I'm gonna I continue my photography at Bickham Dixon Park yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Or, or you know what? It is it's it's city property or is it parish? Uh, I think they've donated it to this to the state or the feds for this Red River. But I'm Wildlife talking about yet. as far as law enforcement is that city. I think that is city. Would city run through there or I think city police because it was a spar facility. Sheriff Prater, do we need to run deputies through there? I is think it it's worth? city city. It's in the city limits, so it would be SPD, which they don't have time to monitor diddlers. Well, maybe they should. Maybe they should. Yeah. Mm. I want the park back. Yeah. One hundred one seven FM. One hundred one seven FM seven ten keel. Oh boy, the message board's fired oh, up. The today. message board has lit up. By the way, if you want to send us a message, all you have to do is download the Keel app. Right, absolutely free. Free message. Hit the little message board there thing, and you can send us a message. We might read it on the air. Okay, Joyce says Ruben wins the best coworker award for taking the flag from Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you owe him a box of donuts tomorrow. Hey, I like donuts. I would have said a breakfast burrito, but that would be crass. Oh, oh joy. Wow. 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 <laughs> Hamels Park was a hookup place, too, mm-hmm. at one time. Yeah. Uh, regarding the, quote, pickle park, go up there and no. interview the diddlers. I'm quite certain you can get to the bottom of it. I'm not going up to... You know what someone told me? Said they're all packing. 
So don't go. Don't approach them. I could have phrased that differently. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Come but on. But they, they, they all have. Because what if you get a weirdo in your vehicle with you? You know, I mean, if you're if you're backing your car into a public place for that, you're already a weirdo. And I just figured Thank out why you. you back in your parking spot. It took me this long all my life to realize, why are they backing in? I didn't know. Because they don't want anybody to see their easy. license plates. And easy escape. Okay. Okay, yeah, there, there you go. Easy. Uh, now, I like to back into parking spots. Uh, I, no, shut up. <laughs> I, here at work, go look at my okay, truck. It's all right. backed in. Don't go to a park and back in. Okay, just don't do that. It's well, not a good sign. I'm I'm not going and sitting in an empty park by myself anyway. <laughs> I you know the thing is if you haven't seen the park lately at keelnews.com you can see photos of the park and some of the cars and it, they've done a lot of cleanup. The Red River Wildlife folks have done a lot of cleanup. You can now drive the whole park and it really is looking good. There's a lot more work to do. But, but see, I would have been like you at that point. The gate's open. Oh, because I have fond memories of the park. Yes. You know, again, taking the kids. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to have driven through to scene. Yeah. And I would have been the moron going, hey, what's going on? What are these <laughs> guys just staring at me for? What y'all doing? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I don't think they're going to tell you what they're doing. <laughs> I wouldn't have been taking pictures. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was. 101.7 FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty and as of now the uh, Shreveport City Council have scheduled a press conference for nine o'clock this morning in relation to this Shreveport police officer involved shooting mm-hmm. that took place Friday uh, up in North Shreveport. Yeah, let me let me clarify that because that uh, one of the council members, Mr. Talaferro, sent me a text this morning and said, let it be known that this is not a city council press conference. There are members of the city council who decided to call for a press conference. This may be a violation of open meetings law if four council members show up. Research is being done on that. That's just for FYI. Um, the thing is, the... Here's the problem you have with the city council getting involved okay, that's in this. that's very interesting, by mm-hmm. the way. The, the, the problem with this is that uh, a police officer was apparently involved in a shooting that resulted in the death of 43-year-old Alonzo Bagley. It was at the Villa Norte Apartments. Uh, the officer has been placed on leave, I would assume. I don't know if any other action's been taken. The mayor sent out a news release after the council called a news conference. The mayor saying that the state police is stepping in to handle the investigation and that state police has directed that all communications about this incident come to and from LSP. The mayor's office is complying with that directive so as to not jeopardize the investigation or its independence. Here's where you have a problem. If you have city council members getting out there and making statements about what this officer may or may have not have done or what happened at this incident or may have not happened at this incident, they could be jeopardizing the investigation. Because as of now, they haven't released the officer's name Mm-mm. at all if, no. if, if i'm correct I, I haven't seen it um 
and they haven't you know determined what really happened you know was the officer in jeopardy of, of his life is that why he shot we we haven't seen the details state police will be handling that um so to get i think for the council members though they want to be proactive i understand their motives they want to get out there and talk about how we want complete transparency and all that there are some times in an investigation where you have to you have to keep your information close to the vest you can't get out there and start talking about everything for fear of jeopardizing the investigation what if your comments are the comments that let this police officer walk free if he committed a crime Mm. i'm not saying he did but if he did and your comments were the ones that let him walk free how awful will you feel how horrible will that be i don't know that they would feel awful Otherwise, you wouldn't be jeopardizing the investigation by calling a press conference. I, I just think it's way premature to be doing this. And I'm, I'm curious to watch and see. And it's supposed to start at 9. Because uh, now you have, you have what I'm going to describe. The mayor wouldn't want me to describe it this way. Uh, there's a little tussle now. Because now the mayor has said um, the mayor is complying with that directive that everything come from state police. That means that his police chief has been told, probably, we're not commenting about don't this. Don't issue any statements. Don't issue statements. Don't do media interviews about this. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything. So I'm curious if the chief even shows up at this news conference. I bet not. I bet I bet he's been told, stand down, let state police handle it. Um, perhaps he shows up, but he doesn't speak. That may be what he a compromise for him to kind of keep the city council members happy. And to keep the mayor happy. He's in a predicament right now. How many council members have called this? Do you know? I don't know. Have they have they issued who has officially called the press conference? Which I, council members? I don't know. I don't know who, you know, which three or four. If, if there are four, that is an, an open meeting. Now, now, they can have a press conference with an open. Everybody's open to come to it anyway. So I don't think that's going to violate the open meetings law because everybody's allowed to be They're there. Welcomed, right. Yeah, everybody right. can show up. So I don't think that's going to be the issue. The issue is what kind of statements are you going to make? What are you going to help me? What are you going to stand up and say? We want to get to the bottom of this. OK, thanks. Well, bye. They're working on it. They're, yeah, they're trying to get to the bottom of it. I mean, they're going to be asked questions about what happened at the Villa Norte apartments. What how, are you going to answer that? How are you going to answer that question? How normal is it for the state police to get involved in a Shreveport officer shooting? Is that standard it's operating procedure? Standard. Yeah, pretty standard. If if it's a police officer involved in a okay. in a, shoot, a fatal shooting, now it's very unorthodox for the city council to call a news conference to talk about a pending investigation. Right. It's very unorthodox, especially if another agency is now handling it. It's a little bit over the edge. And I, you know, I would implore them to be very careful about what they say, because who we don't want them jeopardizing this investigation. If this is a, if, and again, I'm not saying this is a bad police officer or this officer doesn't belong we on the force. We don't know who it is. Don't know anything Can't about say it. That. Sure. You know, we're hearing all the rumor talk. Right. But if it's an officer who doesn't belong on the force, needs to be fired, needs to be charged, don't jeopardize that. Don't say anything that's going to harm that right. for the DA, for the, the state police investigators. And you very well could step in something you don't because you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what comment will jeopardize an investigation. You haven't studied that. So I'm real worried about what might be said, and I'm real worried that they they may cross the line. And 
that's a bit of a problem because that police officer has rights. You know, he has a very, very, sure. very strict Bill of Rights. And, you know, to have a city council member cross that, then you get us into a legal pickle that it's just going to be a mess. And so I'm hopeful the council members are short and sweet. We're going to get to the bottom of this. We, we trust why the issue state. a statement? Why issue a press conference to, to even say that? Obviously, people are working to get to the bottom of it. I know. I know. I think it's a... You know, I think it's a show that we are concerned. We care. This is a uh, member of our community. This is a this is a victim of in You're our giving district. Them way more benefit of the doubt than, uh, I'm, you know, than I'm giving them. They're going to all the shootings now. They're showing up at all these shootings. They're showing up at all these crime scenes, and they're trying to be real proactive to stop crime. This is a mistake, in my view. This is a huge mistake. They shouldn't be doing it. Um, it's way crossing the line. Into, I mean, your job is to legislate. Your job is to create laws, you know, pass the laws that are good for the city. Your job is not to get out there and tell police how to do their job. It's just not. And you're way beyond your scope. And, you know, as Mr. Talaferro said, this isn't called by all of us. This is this not is, a city council press conference. This is a few of them that are coming out, and I know they all will not be there. Um, it's That's a mistake. an interesting distinction. It's a mistake, I think. My view. That's my two cents. We'll, we'll continue to uh, find out more about this. Mm-hmm. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM. Hi. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. You're a much more patient person than I am. Really? I have. Oh gosh, yes. You sit and watch these these Caddo Parish Commission meetings <laughs> and these City Council meetings, and you watch the whole thing. Ah, sometimes watched, I try. Yeah, you watched some of the Grammys last night. I did. I did watch some of I the can't, Grammys. I can't do it. Yeah. I, I, I have to know. I, I was looking to see if uh, did, the Shreveporters won anything, and, right. and one of them did. Uh, John Beasley won uh, for his. He's a composer. Uh, Child did not win. She was a. She produced the uh, directed the video for Doja Cat. She did not win. That Taylor Swift won that category. But you know, I, now I remember watching. I remember watching the Grammys. I remember used to enjoy watching award shows. Mm-hmm. Going, you know, watching the Oscars because a you knew most of the movies that were nominated. Right, you had probably gone to see them. Right, uh, the Grammys, you knew all the songs. Mm-hmm. Of course, we were in radio. Yeah, I mean, going back, I was, I go back to the late seventies, early eighties. Right, as far right. as you know, my experience in radio. So I was pretty familiar with a lot of the pop music mm-hmm. back and, in the day. But I think, I think the last. Last music I was familiar with was, you know, the Eagles or right. Chicago right. or something. Now, you probably don't like this, but I, I was intrigued by they did a 50-year tribute to hip-hop. Fifty Hip-hop's been around 50 years, and they brought out everybody. Run, DMC, they brought out everybody for this. And it, it was a long tribute, 15 minutes or better. And I was intrigued by it. The Yet crowd went wild. Yet another reason I was watching the Andy I, Griffith show. You know, I know. I get that. But I thought this was really cool because this was an extravaganza. I mean, they really went from 
all the way at the beginnings to to now. And I thought that was a real big production. You know, I was in country radio. In mm-hmm. fact, right before I came here, I was still in country radio. Been in it for years. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the complaint, well, it ain't country music anymore. And yeah. and I understand that, in, but music evolves. Yes. What we consider top 40 today ain't what we grew up with. No. Oh, with, no. You know, as top 40. No. So you can't, you can't really say... It ain't country music anymore. Yeah. It's yeah. just it's just evolved mm-hmm. over the years. It's different. Two moments at the Grammys for me that were standout moments. One was a low moment was Madonna. Madonna came out and Mike I didn't recognize her. There's there's either so much work or so much change. Isn't that crazy? Did not recognize her. Right. She looks like an old woman. Um and I thought Well, she is an old oh, woman. Wow. Yeah, but and I, she didn't sing or anything. She just did an introduction. But I thought, man, didn't even recognize her. And the other moment that for me was a high moment was whether you like her or not. Um, Lizzo is a queen right now on the pop charts. I mean, she's got anything she's putting out. People are buying. They're sucking it up because it's all about empowerment and all that. She got up there, and she had always, in all of her interviews, she saw, always said how she worshipped Beyonce and that she skipped school to go to a Beyonce concert or whatever. And she said one day in her life she would love to meet Beyonce. She's on stage oh, accepting cool. her Grammy, and she looks down, and there's Beyonce in front of her. And you should have seen. It was just a moment. That's it was like, cool. oh, my God, Beyonce's right there. <laughs> and Beyonce's like, oh, don't do this to me. You know, I mean, she's being shy about it. But she was, like, applauding for it. She should it have gone was, up on the stage. And oh, I'm sure, I'm sure they did. A, they had a moment. I'm sure they had a moment. Beyonce was being real shy. It was like every name was Beyonce wins. Beyonce wins. So she was, like, embarrassed to even be. And the first, she wasn't. she didn't arrive on time. So she was late and didn't win her first Grammy. And somebody else had to accept her first Grammy. And um, she was stuck in traffic. But to see Lizzo just melt like that, being six feet from, uh, I thought that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. The most awarded Grammy artist of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's late to the show. Yeah, she was late to the show. She was stuck in traffic. Her husband was there already, but she was apparently coming in a different ride. And um, she was getting ready. You know what I mean? And until until Beyonce won, what, what did she win? Four? This last night? She, she, she was at 28, and now she's at 32. She's at 32, yeah. Which is the highest. And if you'd have given me seven years of trying to guess who the most awarded Grammy artist was, I couldn't, yeah. have, I couldn't have given it to you. Oh, The no. composer, George Salty. George Salty, yeah. Mm-hmm. What? I know. Who the hell is George Salty? Never heard of him. He'd, he'd won 31. 31 Grammys? She's now got her 32. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, you got to have a big big shelf for all those Grammys. That's a lot of Grammys. <laughs> just, can you imagine? You know, you won your 27, 28. Like, okay. I know. <laughs> Go up and get my Grammy. We need some more shelf space, sweetheart. <laughs> Oh, man. Earlier this morning, we spoke with Byron Trust from the crew of Centaur. And uh, talking about the parade, I can't believe it's already this weekend. Mm -hmm. And uh, you'll hear that conversation at 840 with Mike and McCarty.
No, just play this whole song, Ruben. <laughs> this, this, let's just roll. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. We've, uh, we've reached out to a couple, uh, folks to talk about this, uh, city involved shooting, but obviously either busy or mm-hmm. let's, let's wait until the press conference and yeah. the Louisiana State Police have said, no, let's, we're handling all of this. Right. State Police are handling it. Uh, reached out to the mayor and he was in his car and could not do it, but he did send out a statement saying that, you know, State Police are going to handle this and we're going to, put our faith and trust in them and we're not going to be issuing any you know comments that might jeopardize their investigation which is kind of the way you handle cases like this any kind of any kind of an investigation you need to be a little bit closed with what you say um we will see the news conference is scheduled for nine o'clock um i'm not sure you, you wouldn't be surprised if they canceled I wouldn't be, and but now it's probably too late. Now they've got people on the way. Um, you know, media folks are already headed that way. So uh, I'm. I think they're doing it at the police station, which leads me to believe the you know some police office officials may be involved. But they're not going to be able to say anything. I mean, right. the, you know, at, yeah. and I'm sure at the behest of the mayor, they will probably you know say, hey, we're not going to be able to take questions about it. This is going to be up to state police. But we're here to show and show our support and our unity and for to, the council. And to clarify, the press conference is not a city council official held press conference. No. We got a message from council member Jim Talaferro mm-hmm. that said this is some council members who right. have called this press conference. Not the full council. Right. So, you know, he he will likely not be there. I'm sure there are others that will not likely be there. Um, and we'll see what they say. They they just really need to be careful about what they do say because they don't want to jeopardize the investigation. Can't believe Mardi Gras officially kicks off this weekend. Crew of Centaur. We spoke with uh, Byron Trust. He's the captain. Crew of Centaur. You'll hear that conversation next. 1017 FM. Together. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. We've got Byron Truss, the Grand Poobah, <laughs> Captain. Okay, Captain <laughs> of uh, Crew of Centaur. It's Crew of Centaur Good. Week already. Yes. Good morning, Byron. Good morning, all. How are you? We're good. It's Centaur Week. Um, you, you're counting the days now. Parade is Saturday. Tell us about a three thirty start. That's the plan. Three o'clock. Three o'clock. Now is that earlier than normal? No, it's the same time as it was last year. Okay, your website says three thirty. Just heads up. Heads up. It's three o'clock. Okay. Thank you so much. How many floats do you guys have this year? From what I understand, we have close to 80 units. That that includes our big floats, our medium-sized floats, small floats, and marching bands, and specialty units. What's new this year that folks need to know about? Anything? We're going to have several marching bands. We've got one coming over from Dallas, and they're going to march the whole way. Instead of getting off of Street City, they want to go the whole distance. Okay, we still don't have any local high schools marching. That's kind of a rule that's been put in place, right? No, the Bird High School band's going to be marching for sure. Oh, oh, good. Awesome. Now, why would that be a rule? There were there were I issues way back, right? 
Yeah, there were issues way back, but I believe everybody's ready to roll. Um, you know, we're coming out of a COVID year, and everybody's ready to get out and have some fun. I know you are um, every hour probably looking at the weather, <laughs> if not more often. What's it looking like for Saturday? Pretty good, huh? Yeah, it's going to be sunny and clear from what I understand. So we're everybody's fired up. We we do do a lot of praying and a lot of anti rain dances and it seems to be working so far. All right, what what all is happening this week? I know the float loading party is Friday at the Den on North Market. Folks can come out. When does that start? It starts at six o'clock. It's from six to nine, and we're going to have food trucks out there. You can come out and get you something to eat, and you can get up close and personal with our floats. Where you can't do that during the parade because we're moving by and they try to keep everybody away uh, so they don't get hurt. But at float loading, you can come out and actually see the floats. It's nighttime where you can enjoy all the lights and the festivities just one-on-one with the crew members. If uh, now, How many crew members does a crew of Centaur have? We're going to roll with about 700 members. Wow. That includes everybody that's on a float, and everybody that's on a float is a member, and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. So tell me about being a crew member. How does one get involved? What's what's the cost involved with doing that? What And what do you do, like, during the year in addition to just a parade? Oh, my God. During the year, we work on the floats. Right. It's it's a It's a passion for a lot of our members. To join, it's easy. All you got to do is go to crewofcentaur.org and click on the membership um, link, mm-hmm. and you can join. Our membership meetings are the third Monday of every month. You come out, the meetings are at 630. We talk about what's going on that month, what's going on the following months, and how to prepare for the parade, how to get the floats ready. And then we have our royalty and we have our coronations. You have several parties. You have the coronations. We have the midway. I'm at the twelfth uh, night party, and then we have the grand ball. So it, it's not just about a parade. We also do a running ton of community work, and that's every month. Oh, y'all do Whether so much, yeah. And the dues are. Yeah, I mean, it's it, not outrageous at all. It's only 150 bucks a year mm-hmm. to join. Yeah, so, you know, for about five or $600, you can join and ride in, in the biggest parade in North Louisiana. We're, I think we're number two or three in the state, which wow. people just don't realize. How many throws are, are y'all throwing out this Saturday? I mean, it's millions plus, right? Yeah, yeah, Aaron, it's, it's in like uh, 1.2 million strands of beads and, and several hundred thousand cups. Okay, let's get down to some of the things that people want to know. There's a family zone um, that's no alcohol, family-friendly. Tell, tell folks who are new to Mardi Gras where that is and, and what, the, what the plan is for that. That's going to be along the parkway, and it's a place where it, you can just kind of get out and enjoy the good family fun. You don't have to worry about anybody getting in the way. It, it's just... It's a it's a no alcohol and uh, zone, and it's just hard to describe. But it is just you, you kind of caught me off guard on that. But it, it is a it's an area where you just have 
people be cooking, people be mm-hmm. uh, mingling with the crowds. And it's in the first part of the parade. I believe it's for, uh, right around Veterans Park or somewhere yeah. near there. Right. Now, there are also a few no-throw areas that people, you know, if they're looking for a lot of throws, uh, what are what are some of those areas that people need to, A, avoid if they want throws, but it might be a good place to watch the parade. Yeah, the no-throw zones are anywhere you're going to have an overpass on the uh, Fan Parkway and anytime we go under one of the bridges. And also, what people don't realize, no-throwing when we are stopped. Uh-huh. So if the okay. parade's not if the not moving, we can't throw. Now, is there a, when you're coming off the parkway and going on to Shreveport Marksdale Highway? There is is that entrance or entrance ramp? Is that a no throw zone there also? Yes, sir. It's uh, when we make the turn when we when we get on to Shreveport Marksdale just before that red light is where we'll start throwing again, but. That that's a, a checkpoint where all the drivers get checked, and when you're coming into there, we'll shut down the throwing, and then when we're coming out, everybody's throwing like crazy. There was a little concern, Byron. We're talking to Byron Trust Captain with Crew of Centaur about security, having enough police officers. Y'all have worked that all out. This parade's going to be very well secured with police all around the route. Correct? Yes, ma'am. Everybody's. Uh, We've got everybody pitching in. There's going to be plenty of security with the uh, Shreveport Police, the uh, Cattle Parish Sheriff's Department, the EMS in the area. Uh, everything's well planned out. The city of Shreveport does a heck of a job. People coming out for the first time, what are some things they cannot bring? No pets within the route? What are some other things they need to know? I would say away from uh, glass containers and just, just be smart. You're coming out. You want to. There'll be areas where you. I'm sure you can uh, purchase food, but bring you some snacks. Bring you something to drink. Bring. Uh, be hydrate. Get hydrated and stay hydrated. It's a long day, so plan plan for it to be a long day. What time do you suggest people start getting into place? Uh, say along like Kings Highway or Shreveport Barksdale Highway. Oh my goodness! It, it's amazing when we. Uh, we go down and we start moving the floats early in the morning and on my way back home to get ready. You just can't imagine the people that are already starting to, to filter into the, the, the duck pond area and the parkway. It, and they're already starting it's to like deliver. Tailgating. Yeah, they're starting to deliver the porta potties now, and people are going to have their spots ready. I can't wait. Byron Trust, I hope you guys have a great ride. I can't thank you enough for your time. If there's anything else we need to let the folks know about, please give me a call anytime. Okay, guys, and thank you so much. And like I said, we're looking forward to seeing everybody this Friday evening at our float loading, and we're looking forward to perfect weather for our video. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. I gotta thank. Is it Friday yet? By the way, not quite. <gasps> I gotta thank our buddy Sam Hall for coming in. You just freaked him out. I know. <laughs> he uh, grabbed. Yeah, how did this come wanna, about? I know you don't yeah, want to talk. That mic around. But you 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 bought us at an auction. Is that true? Is that some how that there happened? You go. There you go. I know you didn't want to talk. You're shy. Yeah, it's okay. 
Um, well, thank you for welcoming me mm-hmm. in here. Um, it's kind of neat to see the behind the scenes. No, um, I was at the Mudbugs game, mm-hmm. and Renee's Run was doing an auction. And uh, during one of the breaks during the Mudbugs game, I went down there and put a little money on the table. Ooh. And they called me and said, hey, you, you won the bid. How many, how many, how many bids were there? Don't this ask him that. One. It could be. It could be one. Five bucks. We, we, how, what did we go for? No, I don't want to know that. I don't want to know that. Well, it's worth a thousand dollars if it's worth anything to you. Sweet. Right, but I didn't pay a thousand. Okay, I'm going to believe you. But paid it's worth a thousand. Yeah. Paid nine hundred. That's what I'm going to believe. Well, well it's great well, to re- have you. You're retired from the sheriff's department. Yes, um, I retired two years ago, and um, just and you worked there a long time. I mean, years. go back to Sheriff Hathaway. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the Sheriff Hathaway and Sheriff Prater, they're great. I mean, mm-hmm. well, we love Sheriff Prater. Absolutely. Yeah. He's going to be joining us tomorrow, by the way, in studio. With oh. the the Attorney General's going to be on the horn, and Sheriff Prater's going to be in studio. We're going to be talking about the child ID kits, which is kind of cool, which is very helpful for parents. Yes. Sheriff Prater scheduled tomorrow? Yeah. You yeah. You, you didn't tell with, me that. With the Attorney General, remember? Well, that's at 810. Yeah, that's at eight ten tomorrow. So, and we'll have more on the news conferences coming up at nine with the city. Some of the city council members. Did you? Did we surprise? I I, I didn't use foul language while you were here. I'm proud of myself. No, I'm. I'm I've been. Um, it was. It was very nice. Can you come back in tomorrow? It's very nice. <laughs> Not what I was expecting. Ah, <laughs> let's get him out of here. So, so I can what get were you, What were you surprised about? What was the most other than the the abhorrent? situation of the building well i didn't know i was going to need a hard hat when i came in here because of this construction zone but um no i just didn't know the layout and it's kind of neat the way everything is laid out here and how the studio works Mm -hmm. so getting to observe it is kind of neat well thanks for spending five bucks on us we appreciate it yeah (laughs) it went to a good cause too yes it did absolutely more tomorrow on the uh, police involved shooting we're going to also, again, have the Attorney General on tomorrow. And I think tomorrow, are we having, yes, we are. We're having some singing Valentines. Oh, Louisiana Barbershop Quartet. Oh, yeah. yeah we've got some guys coming in. I'm looking yeah, forward to that's that. Gonna be I fun. actually know some of those guys. Oh, they're great. Yeah. They're great. That's going to be fun. 1017 FM, making a great Monday.